Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. This is Count Out. That's right. It's the weekly usually weekly, like three times a month, when we uh, show where we uh, count down stuff in the world of wrestling. Yeah, that's it's right. It's like our old show, 10 for the Win, but a lot longer because it's in podcast form. Yeah, and it's not scripted. Anybody in the in the comments who says, well, why can't you do this quicker? It's because we're a podcast. Yeah. We're not, a, we're not, we're not 10 for the Win anymore. No, we don't do videos. We do Yet. podcasts. Yet. No, ever. Yet. Never. Anyways. Um, so... Yes. It's Mania Wrestle- season. WrestleMania season. Larson. Tomorrow we got a fast lane reaction stream starting mm-hmm. about 3.15 Pacific time, yeah. 6.15 Eastern, 11.15 Brexit, and all equivalent time zones around the world. Yeah. But once fast lane's done with, full speed ahead on the road to WrestleMania. Then we're truly on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, you got about a month away from WrestleMania. Yeah. So with Mania season upon us. Let's talk about mania, specifically bad mania. Okay. So here we go. Ten, the ten worst bad mania moments. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Number ten. Ten. The streak comes to an end. Oh. I mean, I, depending on one's perspective, I guess this could be seen as a good moment if you're so, not a Taker fan, but you loved yourself some Brock. No, th- look, this is actually, a, it, this can actually be a great moment or it could be a worse moment. Depend, like you said, depending on your perspective. And I actually think that regardless of your perspective, it can still be viewed both ways. Yeah, I mean, if simultaneously, you think about it, in fact. The Undertaker streak was, th- this was a, a, a monumental occasion. They made a big deal, and it really was a big deal that Undertaker had been booked to win every single time he was at WrestleMania from the beginning of his career. And who would have thought he'd have a career that lasted as long as it did, and evidently might still be lasting. Yeah, and most people don't wrestle for 127 years. Correct. And so uh, at year 21, 21? Yeah, yeah. 21. After 21 straight wins, I believe. After 21 straight wins, uh, they finally had somebody beat The Undertaker, and it was a jaw-dropping moment, uh, and that person, of course, was Brock Lesnar. I think history would look far more favorably on this moment had they booked the uh, resulting storyline Correctly, the idea in, 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 in short is Brock beats Taker Streak, therefore he absorbs the power of Taker Streak. So whoever ends up beating Brock takes Taker Streak yeah. and is therefore like the most powerful uh, individual at, in all of WWE. Yeah. That man was going to be Roman Reigns. Yeah. However, 
They completely bungled that whole situation. This was probably the most significant torch passing moment since Warrior Hogan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, afterwards, uh, we did get a Brock Lesnar. I mean, they, they really did capitalize on the Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, having taken the streak thing from The Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. However, uh, yeah, it, it also led to uh, them really not being able to effectively capitalize on it. That's why you could see this as being a bit wasted. You could see this oh, as a big, totally wasted. massive wasted Completely moment. Completely wasted, because now, you know, with a few years, you know, uh, with a few years behind us, sorry, um, the, the, the general idea of why they had Brock beat the streak never really came to fruition. So it was just more of a shock moment, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. But it was, man, heck it was a shocking moment. I was remember I was at your old house. No, your current house. Uh, sitting there. What year was this? 2014? It was 30. So 2014. 2014? Yeah, it would have been a new house. Yeah, it would have been a new house. And I was eating from a bag of Kettle Brand salt and pepper potato chips. And probably having orange rock star hydration recovery. And I was flabbergasted. I mean, it's still, I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting how they see the entire, you know, the five years since then or, you know, whatever, four years since. What did we It'll be five. Say? It'll be five. Five years since then. It'll it'll be interesting to see because Seth Rollins is probably going to be Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if, number one, if the WWE treats that as any sort of big torch passing moment. Because this is going to be really the first time that. It's pretty much the first time Brock has lost clean apart from Goldberg since then. Yeah, but I mean, even in the case of Goldberg, it was, oh, he was thrown off his game. Like, nobody saw it coming. It was a quick spear jackhammer thing. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the first time when we get, probably, I'm speculating here, and it feels like it's going to be this, an actual full-length wrestling match where the the, the opponent to Brock Lesnar actually beats him in a way that is convincing and And satisfying satisfying and and clean. About who the victor is. Meaning at SummerSlam, you had Braun out there distracting Brock and all that stuff. It was a mess. It was all, yeah. It was a mess. They were trying to pull a magic trick on us, essentially. So, for all that time, for all that time, it was going to be Roman, and then now for it to be sort of all of a sudden, it's going to be Seth Rollins. Yeah. That sort of makes like the last five years kind of a waste. Yep. So hard, hard, to, hard to think of that time as sort In of hindsight, bad moment. As uh, yeah, exactly. But the moment itself was actually kind of cool. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's why it's at number ten. Yeah, because it's the, it's the least worst moment. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, with one being the worst, 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 worst moment. moment. Yes. Worst, exactly. That is worst moment. Number nine. Nine. The Rock buries oh the Wyatt. Oh dear! Oh, this was a stinker of a moment. So let's let's precede the uh, what eight second match that he had against uh, Eric Rowan with what The Rock did beforehand. He came out, uh, got a flamethrower. Even hold on, lit his name this, on fire because you're about to describe a very cool moment. Preceding that, wasn't it like we heard afterwards, anyways, that The Rock wanted to work with the Wyatt? Yeah, he requested to work with the Wyatt because he really liked them. Because he really liked them. So continue, please. Oh, so yeah, he comes out, flamethrower, his name off towards the edge of the stage, huge metal letters, yet still flammable, lights him on fire with a flamethrower, walks down the ring, uh, drops a very extended promo, as Rock is often wont to do. Out comes Wyatt's. Um, Bray at the time was injured, um, but this is all during the time when, you know, this was just a couple months before that where he's standing across the Triple H in the ring and touches the belt, and the crowd yeah. goes crazy. And you're like, oh, 
Yeah. Awesome. The crowd's behind Bray. Let's do something cool with Bray. Unfortunately, he was hurt for this mania, so he really couldn't do much. Um, we thought that maybe the Wyatt family would take like the WWE hostage or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, like, oh, it's going to be them. Do They're something be interesting. The exactly. Yeah. Um, instead, they come out. Wait, what did you eat for lunch? I said a sandwich. I just got a whiff of salami. No, I did have some hot peppers. Man, that's what it is. Could be. Oh, mustard. It was a uh, garlic mustard aioli. Oh, it's so good, too. I, I swear, do you literally just eat in order to come in here and get under my skin? Well, it's not my intention, but if that's a side effect, I'm not going to mind it too much. <laughs> Continue, please. So he comes to the ring, or he's in the ring. Wyatt's down there. Uh, there's some sort of challenge issued. Rock has tearaway pants. Rip. He has his ring gear underneath. Which was actually a cool moment. That was funny. Um, he has a match with Rowan. I believe it's bell rings. Rock bottom. Pin. Eight seconds. Rock wins. Uh, of course, Wyatt family gets in and starts beating up on him. So at this time, it's, it's Bray. It's Rowan. It's Harper and Strowman. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, out runs John Cena yeah. to help to make the save. They thwart off uh, the entire Wyatt family mm-hmm. together. Uh, rock bottoms for basically everybody. Um, I believe at this time Cena was just returning from injury too. It was lame. Completely buried the Wyatt family in a matter of about two minutes. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, it was It was really, really bad. Uh, yeah. 33, that was... This is 32. This is one oh, this is, oh, Roman this is, Triple H main event. That was This a was a really bad mania. It's not a good mania. From front, yeah. The highlight of this mania for Steve is Baron Corbin winning the Andre Battle Royal. Uh, the women's it, wasn't, match. Wasn't, wasn't the women's match like, was really good. Wasn't, what was the women's match? It was a triple threat. It's where they unveiled the women's title and ditched the Divas oh, title. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. It was Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha, I believe. All right. Yeah, that was a that stinker. Was a good match. That was a stinker mania, though. The overall mania was not good. Yeah. So, the Rock bearing the Wyatts, yeah, boy, Wyatts could have been something big. Oh, yeah. I do, I do appreciate that sentiment, though. Oh man, I see so much money in these guys. I think they're great. Let me go out there and squash one of them. Well, I imagine the situation where the, where Vince went to the Rock and say, "Hey, Rock, we want you to do this. You can cut a promo, limited physicality, because I know you got insurance issues with your with your movie oh, career. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, so do something really brief." Um, and The Rock probably thought, okay, well, I mean, I really like the Wyatts are really good. I wouldn't mind giving them a little bit of a spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, opposite me. And gets there, and this is what they have for him. And he's probably just like, all right, yeah. well, all right. that's what's going to happen. That's what you got. That's what you got. I'm sure it wasn't like he requested specifically, I like the Wyatts. I want to bury them today. Yeah. It was probably more a situation where he's like, well, they're not doing anything. Let's, let's do something with them. But even verbally, I don't recall them le- him letting them get much in. Well, of course, it's The Rock, man. <laughs> all right, moving on. Number eight. Eight. Number eight. The Warriors squashes Triple H, the hot, young, up-and-coming Triple H. Of course, now, even back then, you could tell he would be running the company in a mere 15 I mean, look years. At, look at that head of hair. Um, now, I think when they kind of present the timeline for everything, this is in response to the curtain call at MSG. However, this occurred before that. Yeah. I kind of feel like yeah. the way they present the timeline... This was this is supposed to happen during the time where Triple H was being punished. For I that. always I I always thought I would have the perception. It, it's, this could have been one of the things where I just projected it. I always had the project the, the perception rather that this was part of his punishment. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. No. Apparently that's no, not. He the lost to Warrior in less than two minutes. Uh, Warrior completely no sold the pedigree. Yeah. Um. I don't know why they brought the Warrior back. He was garbage. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Um. 
I mean, it, yeah, I don't understand. It. It's not like anybody really cared about him at that point. I don't think I could be completely wrong. It was 1996. Yeah. So no, this is so even so we, we got some some quotes here because the the rise and fall of the ultimate warrior. I still have that on DVD. Oh, the self-destruction. I'm sorry, the, the self-destruction. Um, but it's not available on the network, right? Yeah, because they wanted a buddy up to the warrior before he died. And yeah, yeah, pulled that, yeah. Um, and so they pulled that. But uh, but there, there are some quotes here on this Uproxx uh, article. Uh, from uh, 2016. This is interesting, though. It says here, on May 19th, 1996, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H held the curtain call. Um, MSG, yeah. It was bad. Uh, Vince McMahon saw it as bad for business, also bad for Triple H. His future son-in-law would have had to reap the aftermath of the house show incident. Michaels was the champ, and Hall and Nash were under contract with WCW. Triple H's punishment was being relegated to lower card matches in significant feuds. Before that, however, he was to job in a squash match at WrestleMania against the returning warrior. Even they got it wrong. No, no, I think I think I mean before that, before the curtain call. That's how I read it. Okay. You can well, you can kind of read it both ways though. That they're saying I suppose that this you could, is part of the punishment. You could, but yeah, this was this was before that. Um, but there's some great quotes in here because I, I asked you facetiously during the uh, while we were watching, we went back and watched all two minutes of the match and ten minutes of uh, uh, entrances. entrances. Yeah. I said, uh, "Do you think uh, a Warrior was uh, was a dick to Triple H uh, backstage?" And uh, you said yes. Uh, and sure enough, when you look at when you look back at the DVD, there's a quote here. Uh, or no, let's see here. Yeah, it's from the DVD. Uh, Triple H says it was he was like in the most unprofessional working situation he's ever had. Let's see here. Okay, he, yeah, 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 That bit where he, uh, he goes in and talks to Warrior, try to lay out the match beforehand. Uh, he has Gerald Briscoe next to him, mm-hmm. and the Warrior more or less just blows him off. Yeah, they set up they set up the uh, the quote because they they had a video here, but now the video is not available anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's not the actual quote from Triple H. I wish we had that, but uh, but yeah, and then uh, the the Warrior shot back with some typically Warrior comments, uh, and then of course. Uh, during the time when they were trying to repair their their relationship with the yeah, Ultimate Warrior, Triple H, who was, you know, at the four, he was taking mm-hmm. the lead in that. Yeah, and apparently Triple H was the one, according to uh, Dana Warrior on the Talk Is Jericho podcast. Yeah, extend the olive branch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Like you've never, I've never, you'll never see again. You've never seen before. You'll never see again. A pedigree be so. Energetically, no sold. I mean, if the, uh, it's like it gave him power. Well, it was it, uh, Warrior was on the mat for less than a second. Mm-hmm. Impact made on Pedigree. He's instantly up. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, and it's just it's it's it's. I mean, it's a good thing Triple H had himself a pretty decent career following that. Otherwise, he would have said that moment buried Triple H. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, he the, did all right for himself. What was it like? A, a when when do the, when do people consider? The I guess the end of his punishment was really the beginning of DX when they mm-hmm. let him team with Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, More than a year later, so it was May to when did DX start? Or the summer? Yeah, yeah. My goodness gracious! But it's I mean it is kind of funny because even before then, like I don't know what the point of. I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess they just sort of had to let Warrior do what he wanted to I do. Guess so how many times was it? It was. Uh, after he won the title, it was SummerSlam. The following SummerSlam, then he won. Where he, he more or less held Vince hostage for more money. Right. And then Vince brought him back after that. Yeah. And then he did, was whatever, fired again or whatever. I think they brought him back one more time after that. <laughs> and then this one. Oh, my gosh. That is that is a wildly entertaining DVD, by the way. 
It is. The uh, self-destruction Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Because nobody gives an F in that DVD. Nobody. They're clowning him the entire time. And it's hilarious because mm-hmm. he seemed like a crap person. Um, so, so <laughs> Come on, man. You can go back and see what he said. He All said that some, stuff. He said some terrible things. He did. Really terrible things. Let me break. Anyways, moving on. Oh, great. Speaking of crap people, number seven. Seven. Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> Trump was at WrestleMania. Hell, he's in the <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame. What a stain on WWE's legacy. <laughs> oh, man. So for those who don't know, there was some battle of the billionaires crap. I doubt Vince was even a billionaire at that point. For legitimately. those of you who don't know, our dirty California liberal elites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they set up this really like poorly put together angle where Trump was like, hey, Vince, give the people what they want, which I guess was money. So he started raining hundreds down from the, the audience. This was on an episode of Raw. Guarantee they weren't his. No. They are probably Vince's. <laughs> um, and so that led to a challenge. A match was made. A hair versus hair match, but rather than Vince and Donald going at it, yeah, um, they each pick a proxy. Vince chose Umaga, mm-hmm. and then uh, Trump chose Bob Lashley. Mm-hmm. Wise choice, actually, yeah. it was a wise choice. Yeah, it worked out in the Assuming end. Assuming he made it, yeah, which he didn't. <laughs> um, Stone Cold was special guest ref. Yeah, uh, just just watch Trump sell the stunner. <laughs> yeah, watch him try to deliver a clothesline to Vince and get on to try to punch him. Looked like he was. He, <laughs> Like, yeah, looked like he was trying to mount him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, yeah, but it's yeah. just no. Well, yeah, I mean, now bad. of course, now in hindsight, it's it's absolutely terrible. Back then, though, it helped it helped drive that WrestleMania to like literally well, the that's highest. That's back in the days when uh, the, the Apprentice, Apprentice was, was still rising high. Yeah, it was hot was stuff. High. He was harmless. He was fairly. Oh, well, I mean, to to the to the nation, the he was public harmless. perception. Yeah. Well, maybe that. Yeah, he had some good PR people working for him, I guess, yeah. or something. Well, he had a lot of he had a lot of NDAs. Yes, he had a lot of non-disclosure. Like everything he did, probably would involved come with an in NDA. making everybody else sign an NDA. Then once he became president, he tried to have his staff sign NDAs, and that's not even legal. No, it's not. It's the Presidential <laughs> Records Act. That's not legal. You can't do that, man. Oh man! You think he knew that though? No. Uh, so go ahead, everybody. Light up our comments. That's totally fine. Uh, we stopped caring a long time ago. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Number six. Six. Playboy pillow fight. Why is that picture sideways, Steve? Because it's literally the only picture I we have that's, that's out there. I We could have screen capped something from the network, but... 
for whatever reason, you didn't want to give me three minutes to do that. Oh, so well, if you would have asked, I, I, this that's, is what that was funny just to put it sideways. Yeah, it was pretty funny just to put it sideways and pixelated. So, uh, yeah, and on top of that, this probably helps us from getting demonetized. Yeah, it could. All the fact that we have the word Trump might do it also. That's true. Um, so, yeah, uh, what year was this? This was WrestleMania 22, so the year before the Trump one. There was this period of time where WWE's women's division was just treated like absolute garbage. And it was, it was I mean, there were, there were periods be- between like 87 and, you know, uh, the Divas Revolution where they were doing some good stuff. There yeah. were some time. There were some really, really great competitors. Molly, Holly, Victoria. Victoria. Uh, Jazz was in there. Ja- Trish Stratus and Lita, of course. Uh, uh, the ja- Jacqueline. Jacqueline, yeah. She's really great. Trish Stratus, Lita. Uh, Beth Phoenix. Them. Oh, it's just terrific. Natalia even, she goes back a ways. So, like, there was a period. But then there was a lot of chunks of time when it was just trash. Yeah. And uh, this sort of Candace Michelle era, you know, her and then... Uh, uh, Christy Hemi. Christy Hemi. Or Christy Hemi, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of others. And then look, yeah. they were just going for sort of ready for Playboy. Uh, and then the appropriately titled Playboy Pillow Fight. So this was between Tori Wilson and Candace Michelle. I Future blo- Hall of Famer Tori Wilson. I believe they both appeared in Playboy. That's what they made it seem like. Yes. Yeah. On commentary there. Let me Google that. Oh, sure. If you want to. Let me find out. if. Um, just make sure you hold important. your phone like, you know, that way we won't get her. I mean, guarantee we won't get demonetized, hopefully. Um, okay. So I didn't even have to do a Google image search to verify because the first article here that pops up is from 2011. A-Rod in sleeper hold of ex-Playboy centerfold and model Tori Wilson. So I was able to verify. There we go. There we go. corrupting these virgin eyes. Yeah, you right don't want to do that, Larson. man. Or, or risk tilting your phone the wrong way and having... Demonetized. Channel deleted. I know. Yeah. So, uh, as, you know, as you mentioned, this period, even date back to the Attitude Era, uh, WWE had a bunch of salacious... Uh, women's matches, mud yeah. wrestling, bikini, bra, yeah. panty type deals. Um, Which this Paige one, considers these days the the fault of the fans. Well, they didn't book it. Um, and this, they set up a bed in the ring. Actually, some of the spots look like it could have been fun. Look like a Tori, bed. Tori yeah. Wilson did a back body drop uh, uh, onto the, the bed on, yeah. on Candace. And sold it big time. And she Candace sold it huge. Yeah. But it's a bed. It looked like it had been fun. You know the problem with this? You know what they should have done? Hmm. It would have been way better because I really enjoyed when they had uh, Molly Holly, who was a great comedian in the ring mm-hmm. um, and outside the ring. If they would have done something with a performer who understood comedy a bit mm-hmm, better, mm-hmm. like I think Tori Wilson's probably pretty savvy. I think she probably actually yeah, could have yeah. played it pretty good. Um, although she was the face here and Candace Michelle was the heel, I guess. Um, if if Molly Holly was somehow involved in this match yeah. in some way, taking on Candace Michelle, for example, yeah. I think that she, A, her in-ring experience could have probably brought a lot of more creativity and yeah. cleverness to this yeah. match. Um, but instead they had... They had two competitors who probably weren't really known for their wrestling acumen in the first place. No, no. But like you said, this actually could have been pretty clever. Um, contrast this with, we watched this earlier today too, the blindfold match from WrestleMania 7. Right, yeah. With lesser competitors, that could have been an absolute train wreck. Yeah, Because sure. it's Jake Roberts who just exudes charisma and the mm-hmm. crowd was fully behind him. Yeah. And Rick Martel, who again, knew how to comport himself out there as a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. It was not a good idea. Yeah. But those guys probably executed just about as well as anybody could have. Right, yeah, totally. Um. What's interesting about this is the crowd was 100% not into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like there was like a, 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 a low-level 
uh, default of boo yeah. throughout the entire uh, yeah. duration of this short match. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder how the women's division would have been different had there been a thing like Twitter. I mean, honestly, like for as, as much of a cesspool as social media can be, um, it, it can, and we've seen it, it can affect change in certain degrees. Yeah, as, as a know? means to, to, to mobilize. Yeah, to yeah. Com- and, and communicate wants and desires and yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in, in various products, like what people want. It can be effective in that manner. And, I mean, I think that was sort of the, the counter to what Paige was saying. Paige said, you know, fans didn't mobilize back then the way they do now. And so that's why she put it on the fans, which I still think is, a, is not a good take. Um, but the, the crowd actually did, you know, for something that was, you know, salacious. And, and the Attitude Era gave plenty of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plenty of ammunition for fans to, to hoot and holler. Mm-hmm. This, but it was obvious they were over it, and yeah. th- there yeah. didn't seem to be a lot more money to be made in this kind of no. this kind of booking. And I mean, granted, it was a little while till they really did something about it, but yeah, still, it was, it was but ten years. Yeah, <laughs> not a little about. while. Yeah, but I mean, even even after that, I mean, what year was this? This was was this twenty two? So would have been. Let me do some math real quick. Two thousand seven. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay, I mean, around two thousand ten. Like when did? When did uh, Beth Phoenix come around? This is shortly after this, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the, the, the yeah, building then, like, the started 20, to happen. 2010, 2011, 2012, and then you got A.J. Lee. Right, exactly. Page. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, know yeah. I know. So, it wasn't that, it wasn't that far off. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the crowd crapped on it. It was a crap fight. And and even if you're doing something like this, the, there could have been some amount of, you know, of Yeah, cleverness. some cleverness or humor yeah. involved with it, with yeah. the right competitors. However, wasn't the case. Big clunk over match. It wasn't very long, though. So that yeah, was good. I guess that's... An upside. And on top of that, he had a lot more of like Lawler's, you know, backwards ass commentary. Moving on. Number five. Five. Bray Wyatt's powers and powers, man. Powers. Look, if you're watching this powers. on YouTube and not listening to this, or if you're listening to this, I can tell you what we're seeing. It's a still from Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton at the WrestleMania we went to. 33. Right? Yeah. And uh, there is, of course, the projection on the mat. Is that the flies? I don't know. Randy Orton's staring at it. He's like, I don't even know what the what this is supposed to be happening right now. I know they're now. too large. You can't probably tell what they are just like, on the mat there. At home we can because we have the overhead. When we were there live, we couldn't unless we looked at the monitors. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then there was flies and bugs and other stuff that... So leading up to this, Bray Wyatt was saying, I got demonic, demonic powers, man. I got Satan powers. <laughs> yeah. And well, he was WWE man. champion. Well, that too. Yeah. But more so, I think having... Satanic powers that exist above titles. Well, so this was b- b- before all that. Wyatt and Orton were on the same page. Orton was sort of battling for top child to Bray Wyatt to be, to be Wyatt's Riker. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, and he won the Rumble. Said, "I'm not going to face you." More or less gave up a spot. There was a feud between him and AJ, and then Luke Harper was involved in all that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, Randy Orton decided he's going to burn down Bray Wyatt's house, reclaim his spot, his title shot against him. At Mania, um, and then after uh, Orton burned down Wyatt's house, Wyatt went to dig into the dirt. Said, "I got satanic powers now. You got no chance." And how those house, satanic man. powers manifest themselves? Projections got, of bugs on the ring. I got people in the production truck, man. They got powers too. <sighs> they click on the picture, a little little icon oh, right so there. Bad. They can and they can do. Yeah, it was lousy. You know, I really do wish they would have just done the House of Horrors match at Mania. You know, like just show the big screen. Who cares? 
I, I because I actually really enjoyed the House of Horrors. I know plenty of people did not, and that it might was better be. than this. Yeah, it was. It was. And like it, it, it was. If it wasn't bad enough, they did these silly projections of bugs on the ring. The match was a stinker. Yeah, the match it itself was wasn't very good. Stinker match. They had they were during the evidently during the producing of this match, the booking of this match, they evidently relied way too heavily on on the beats of the projections to carry the match, and it just went over like a fart. It went over like a wet, wet fart. And, uh, yeah, just a big stinker turd of a match. terrible. Um, and, of course. People were laughing. And, of course. Yeah, they were. We were. Yeah. And, of course, uh, it ended, it concluded the with worst, the one image the worst that scenario. months prior we had predicted would be the worst-case scenario. Boring face Randy Orton standing tall. And uh, I still think that the that there was a lot to be there was a lot of interesting. If you take the entirety of this feud, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on, and there was a lot of potential. Oh yeah. However, they really misfired on the most oh, important elements. Yes. Um. So should have had Luke Harper in the match. The match should have been for power of the Wyatt family, or control of the Wyatt family. That's what that, the match should have been about. That's absolutely true. There should have been more beats between Randy Orton being on the same page with Bray Wyatt. And then Randy Orton burning down Bray Wyatt's house. Mm -hmm. They never explained. They never explained any of that. Other than I got you. I got you when you were weak. Yeah. When you weren't expecting it. Yeah. And now I'm burning down your house. It was. It was pretty. He, well, Randy silly. said you gave me the keys. That was all he said. So I guess at Trust a certain point, when you when you were entrusted by Bray Wyatt to such a degree, he will give you keys to your house. To his house, sorry. Well, he doesn't have a house anymore no, unless no, he had no. really good, unless he had any homeowners insurance. Well, hopefully he did. I would assume he did. Otherwise, he had to do it, start from scratch. I got to call State Farm, man. Anyway. Next, number four. Number, number four. 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 Santina. Oh, gosh. So, uh, they had a Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal at WrestleMania 25. So, again, we're still in the era of them just, just dicking around with that women's division. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, they had a, what was this called? The Miss WrestleMania Battle Miss Royal. Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal. So not only was it, now, number one, I love Battle Royals. Same. I think they're great. But uh, to, to, to equate using the Miss WrestleMania title, uh, to equate the women's division with a beauty pageant in the first place is, uh, is undermining the idea of a women's division in wrestling in the first place. Um, but then they had Santino Morella, who was actually a really fantastic comedy wrestler. Yeah, he could be pretty funny. Uh, they had him win it uh, wearing uh, in, in drag. So uh, Here's some other competitors in this yeah. battle royale. You got Alicia Fox, Brie Moon, Brie Bella, Eve Torres, Gail Kim, uh, Jackie Gaeta, Jillian Hall, Joy Giovanni, Katie Lee Burchill, Kelly Kelly, Layla, Maria... Maurice, Melina, Michelle McCool, Mickey James, Molly Holly, Natalia, Nikki Bella, Rosa Mendez, Sunny, Tiffany, Tori Wilson, and Victoria. There were some really good competitors in there. They actually had like a pretty decent roster for a solid like women's division at the time. And this was, yeah, this was the lone women's match on the card out of nine matches, including a dark match. Yeah, no women's title match. Or Divas title no, match yeah. that was around at the time. So, and it was all just to compete for something called Miss WrestleMania. Which yeah, then Santino won. Yeah. So, just a, a giant mockery of an entire division. Yep. But that's sort of, you know, 
That's, yeah. how, that's how Vince, I guess, viewed things. That's <laughs> a bummer. Anyways. Bummer. Moving on. Number three. Three. Brock versus Goldberg. What a crap match. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is this should be a... And as we've seen, it was when done properly. This is one of the few instances where we get something that was done as bad as it could possibly be. In the worst possible circumstances, basically. And also, years later, a decade later, or 15 years later, as best as it could possibly. Because that last Goldberg run, his last feud with Brock, was actually really, was really fun. well done. It was pretty fun. Their main yeah. match just booked totally to their, their strengths. It wasn't long. It was short. It was all high-impact moves. It was like a four-minute match, but it was a fun four-minute match. This seemingly went on forever. Well, what's the backstory here, though? Backstory. So Goldberg had signed about a year prior. Uh, wasn't happy with being with the WWE. Um, his contract that was set to expire after Mania. Didn't want to re-sign. Uh, Lesnar had just lost the belt to Eddie at No Way Out thanks to Goldberg's interference. Set up a match between the two of them. Actually, he did all the way back to the Rumble uh, building this feud. Uh, apparently five days before WrestleMania 20, Brock went to the SmackDown locker room and said, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm going to go try to play football for the Vikings. He apparently, had an offer on the table from the seven WWE. Seven years, $10 million, something like that. Right. Apparently, he just didn't want to live the pro wrestling lifestyle anymore. He didn't like flying. Yeah, he didn't like traveling. He didn't like, he didn't like traveling. Well, apparently, in one I don't thing, blame him. No, Neither I don't do either. I. I wouldn't want to do all the traveling in. This is from something called False Start. Um, said that at one point, apparently, he bought himself a private jet. To to fly from show to show. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder I if that's a, okay. Because I wonder if that is like I don't know what the turbulence is, the turbulence situation on a private jet versus a, a like a seven forty seven or seven thirty seven. Um, well, I think private jets fly at a higher altitude. Oh, I think. Okay. So I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it all depends on what. I would think like a smaller anyways. jet would be more turbulence, but I have no, no idea. I don't know if that's the case. It's all terrifying. Um, but according, uh, apparently, according to the same thing, uh, Lesnar said during a radio uh, interview, neither of us wanted to be there. And this is Brock's words. I didn't give a shit. Yeah, that sounds like Brock. And it's telling. Definitely sounds like something Brock would say. Um, apparently, Goldberg didn't want to be there either. He was just unhappy. And the same thing they mentioned when they uh, they turn they uh, repackaged uh, Jamal as a superhero in training. Oh, yeah. And so they had the acronym of that across the chest. Mm -hmm. said shit. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg also has a quote say, echoing the same thing. The reality is that it could have been one of the biggest matches in history if done properly, but nobody cared since they didn't care. When I looked across the ring, he didn't care. And everybody knew. That's the thing. It was uh, apparently like all that had leaked out that Brock was leaving and Goldberg wasn't renewing his contract. And... The crowd, it's funny because it was one of those things where when you watch the match, it's kind of obvious that Brock and Goldberg don't care. The crowd, they don't care. And because nobody cared, everybody just took out that apathy on each other. Like the crowd just started crapping on the match. Brock and Goldberg just weren't had like the, it was like all rest holds. And it was just, it was, there was nothing to it. It was mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. <coughs> it was like, what, maybe a 10 minute match? Yeah. And that went too short. long. Yeah. That even short. went too long. Um, the only garbage. saving grace was the fact that we got stunners for everybody at the yeah. very end. Yep. Um, from Stone Cold, the guest ref. Because I guess originally uh, Brock was to win that match. Um, I think at the last minute, and they changed it to Goldberg winning. Yeah. Um, 
It is kind of interesting. I mean, they're, they're both 13, almost 14 minutes. Oh, wow. That is, yeah, that was way too long. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is when you go back, because one thing we did, we went back and watched the, uh, the, the video package they put together for it. And, uh, of course, Brock wasn't with Heyman at the time. He was doing all of his own promos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was very charismatic. He was doing a lot of really fun, interesting stuff. Um, you know, he got on his knees and begged the gods for Vince McMahon to give him a match against Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying, oh, that title meant everything to me. Goldberg, of course, was still very imposing. I mean, he was never good in the ring, but he was very imposing. Um, they, they both seemed like big money guys. Yeah. Uh, but none of them, neither of them were interested uh, in, in continuing on with WWE at the time. Nope. nope. And, uh, yeah, it just it, it totally translated. It's like. You look at it, it's just weird, man, these guys. And then, of course, we see, you know, a couple of years ago, just how money it could be. Mm-hmm. And they when were still correctly. able to do it, even though, you know, both of them are, are much older at the yep. time. Yep. So, interesting stuff. Here we go. Number two. Number two. Triple H beats Booker T. WrestleMania 19. So, this is a deep, deep into the reign of terror, I believe. Uh, what? 2003. 2003. That sounds about right. Maybe it was sort of kicking off the range. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know officially what the reign of terror. Are we still in the reign of terror? No, I think the reign days? of terror is when he first won the title as a heel, all the way to when he cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's, that that spans a couple decades. Yeah. Then, it? Yeah, that's a long time. All right. Fair enough. Um. Anyways, this is, I guess you could call this prime reign of terror anyways, in terms of uh, how this was going down. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, that cannot be disputed. Yeah. So what, anyways. What, 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 yeah. What, and also what cannot be disputed is that Booker T should have totally won this match. Yeah. So number one, this was a story that, uh, okay, so it starts 2002. And uh, yeah, it continues on. Where are we now? There's evolution. 2004. Okay, good. Yeah. Boy, that's a very extensive essay you're looking up here on. Oh, Amino Apps. Nice. Um, 2000. Flyer than that. So 2005. I guess him just putting over Batista and stuff. I guess that could be one. of terror. I kind of feel like that's just act one. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this was uh, Triple H and Booker T getting into a storyline where basically, essentially, it, it wasn't too subtle there is a bit of racism involved because Triple H literally said, I believe the phrase, people like you don't win the championship. Don't w- don't beat people like me. Something along those lines. When you, as soon as you go there, as soon as you mutter that phrase, the guy who mutters it, he's got to lose. He has to lose. You have to he lose. He has to lose. You got to lose. And, uh, this is a situation where, and I speak about this a lot because the more I think about it, and the more it happens. It's 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 getting heat for heat's sake. It's the idea yeah. that that like they think it's like the example of Brock beating Taker at Mania, getting Taker streak. So whoever beats Brock is a huge thing. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H during his reign of terror, uh, being this this devious evil heel, and either. Uh, eking out victory or beating people um, and the heat that comes with it. I don't think those are the same thing. Right, yeah. You know, with Taker's got mystique. Yeah. So if you beat Taker, especially at Mania, that's a huge deal. Yeah. But like Triple H as a bad guy with his sledgehammer building up the heat so whoever actually ends up beating him 
making that seem like that guy's made. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's comparable. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Um, that being said, if Booker T had beat Triple H at Mania 19, that would have been a pretty huge deal. It would have been a pretty big deal, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the way the story was told, yeah, to have Booker T not win yeah. is 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 terrible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. It's, it's pretty much garbage. And it's all just to get more heat on Triple H as a heel. Yeah. And yeah. then whoever eventually who eventually took the title off him. Let me check. Batista, right? Uh, or did they do more between them? That was for the World Heavyweight Champions uh, Championship. Sorry. So Batista took it off him at twenty one. What was it? Wait, which one was this? this nineteen. One? Oh, this was nineteen. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't think he had it. You know, as long as yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check all see that. Here. Um, what did I say nineteen? So I'm in two thousand three. So we got it in December. So Benoit got it for him the from back from the following mania. Okay. Wait, no. Sorry, no. Goldberg beat him for it. Okay. September of two thousand three. Right. And then Triple, Triple H got it back in December, and then Benoit beat him for him. So he had it in December, 20. and he didn't lose it until December until September. Mm-hmm. And then he got it right back in in December of two thousand three. So yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if he kept it all the way until Batista, you know. I yeah, because he's trading the belt a bunch here. So he was given the belt in 2002. Uh, about two months later, he loses it to HBK. Mm-hmm. A month later, he picks it back up. Um, about 10 months later, he drops it to Goldberg. Uh, three months later, he gets it back. About four months later, three months later, four months later, he drops it to Benoit. Benoit drops it to Orton. And then Triple H gets it right back. Yeah. So it's not like he was on a massive winning streak. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's almost kind of surprising they dropped it to Benoit in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, the fact that Booker T didn't beat him for it is... is yeah. Doggy doo-doo. It is. Let's move on here. Number One. One. The WrestleMania 9 main event. I feel like we've talked about this a lot. Well, we just did a going into raw view on that. That's why. That's right. So, yeah, uh, let's just set this up again because it's possible not everybody always listens to all of our stuff. Uh, Here's the deal Uh, We were entering a new generation in the WWF. Names like Bret Hart, Yokozuna, Diesel, Shawn Michaels. Michaels. They were all being pushed. And the old guard was there. They were getting rid of them, moving on to other things. Yeah, Hogan was uh, taking a leave of absence following all the steroid stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Savage, depending on who's telling the truth, with either being pushed towards commentary or wanting to do commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely seemed like a changing of the guard. Yeah. And, And they were focused and dedicated to pushing the young talent and saying goodbye to the rock and wrestling era. But it didn't come without a little bit of a, what do you call that when you're at the altar? And uh, Cold feet. Cold feet. Vince McMahon he, uh, wasn't quite ready to pull the trigger. Not to All completely, the way, no. there was still that, 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 that twinge of nostalgia, maybe. Yeah, yeah. See if he well, can I mean, squeeze a little bit more juice out well, of that Hogan Pritch- thing. It, it was weird because Pritchard put in the podcast uh, something he wrestled with about WrestleMania 9. It made it seem like, well, you know, we'll just give Hogan one last run. It's kind of a thanks. It's kind of a felt. Yeah. Make some money. Yeah. And that'll be that. Yeah. And then he'll be done. He's going to go off and do whatever, retire, I mean, to whatever. his credit, Pritchard tries his best to try to figure out. I don't even think he knows fully. Oh, I think, I think he knows. I think it was Vince's whim. That was ultimately the why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But trying to explain Because there was that, that back and forth about why they did it, mm-hmm. about the... The, the added value of the European tour that Hogan yeah. wasn't even on yeah. after Mania. 
And by the time he was on a European tour is after he dropped the belt back to Yokozuna. Yeah. And it was it's a hilarious bit because Conrad loses his shit. Yeah. Um, trying to get a straight answer from Bruce. In the end, Bruce says, I don't know, that's what, that's what Vince wanted. Yeah. So what we're talking about exactly, in case you haven't watched any of that other stuff we're talking about, yes. is the, the original main event for WrestleMania 9 was Bret Hart, the champion, mm-hmm. versus Yokozuna, the, the evil, giant, uh, 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 sumo wrestler-esque challenger. Who had just won the Royal Rumble, the previous, the previous Royal Rumble, sorry. Right, exactly, by eliminating Macho Man. Yep. And, uh, and so, you know, WrestleMania. So uh, as the story goes, uh, Bret gets into town, and uh, Vince calls him in his office and says, hey, here's the deal. Uh, Yoko's going to beat you um, by throwing some uh, uh, sand in your Salt. eyes. Salt. in your eyes, sorry. And then uh, to, to right the wrong of you getting cheated out of your title, Hogan's going to come down, and uh, he's going to uh, be uh, goaded into an impromptu match by Yokozuna's, uh, who's Mr. Mr. Fuji. Fuji. And, uh, and then Hogan's going to win that in, like, seconds, in moments. Yes. Big boot leg drop. That's it. Uh, that was clothesline leg clothesline drop. Clothesline leg drop. That's it. And then Brett was like, uh, what? Uh, I'm sorry. What? 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 Be a character assassination, Vince. Be a character assassination, Vince. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. And that's how it went down. And uh, they just sort of tossed that title back onto Hogan. For of course, a matter Hogan, of three months. Prior to that, Hogan had been running down Bret Hart in the press. Like when people ask him, hey, what do you think? Oh, yeah, that guy can't lace my boots. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And then, uh, of course, uh, the following June, like just months later, yeah. at King of the Ring, one of the lowest attended pay-per-views to that point, I think maybe the lowest to that point, yeah. uh, Hogan dropped the title to Yokozuna and was permanently on his way. Well, not permanently. Well, until 2002, whatever. Until 2002, yeah. But he, he lost title, title via exploding flashbulb. Yeah. But instead of you know cementing that WrestleMania moment, even if it was even if it was putting that title uh, on Yokozuna, because Yokozuna had it for like a year after that, right? He didn't lose it again until that following Mania. Where yeah, Brett so it was almost it a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a wishy-washy Hogan's got it back uh, thing. So and it was sort of just you know it was just there to to make a moment. Yeah, and shock uh, people and. Long-term consequences be damned. Yeah, History be damned. I know pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's probably the worst, worst moment in WrestleMania history. It's pretty bad. I mean, I guess we could have gone with another WrestleMania 9 moment, Giant, Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. Well, if this was worst matches in WrestleMania history, that would probably be number one. Okay, well, maybe we'll do that one. Oh, we um, should do that one. It'd be fun. That'd be fun. Although, a lot of things on here would be on that, too. Like, Goldberg Lesnar would be on that list as that'd well. That'd be on that list. And then we could talk about the blindfold Triple match. Triple Warrior might be on there. I don't know, man. That blindfold match was fun. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, no. It kind of. It was more than I. I remember. I thought I remember it being really boring. It's actually really entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Giant Gonzalez. It's pretty shocking. A giant naked guy with just massive amounts of bush. That is really. I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Giant muscular dude, thickest bush. Well, no, all the muscles are painted on. Not real muscles. What? That was a suit. He's wearing a body suit. No, man, he was naked. Pay attention. It's airbrushed on. It wasn't real hair. I think they messed up my LASIK. I can't see properly. Explains a lot. Anyway. <laughs> I really want to get one of those suits. You I think better, they're great. You better go get your eyes checked, man. Those are awesome. Who are you? Can't see. <laughs> they really should have had practical hair on that. I agree. <laughs> I think that would have made it much more. I think I think it made it a lot. Oh, maybe somewhat effective. <laughs> oh, my God, child, cover your eyes. You might see a mushroom tip. Anyways, 
That's it for now. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.